This is the Disciple Makers Podcast by Discipleship.org. This is Season 7, and every week this season, we'll bring you fresh content about making disciples. Discipleship.org brings together like-minded organizations, and our main goal in everything we do, including this podcast, is to help you become a Jesus-style disciple maker. You may be familiar with our resources at Discipleship.org. But did you know about Reggie Campbell's ebook called Fill Your Seats? It's a quick, easy to read guide for church leaders who want to simply stimulate interest in disciple making at their church. So many people hear about disciple making and it's in one ear and out the other. So Reggie Campbell offers some actionable ways that you can garner interest at your church and, as he named the ebook, Fill Your Seats. Download this resource at discipleship.org slash ebooks. Today we're featuring an episode from Third Drive Media and their track at the National Disciple Making Forum called Media Evangelism. The episode for today is part two of a two-part series called Powerful Strategies to Amplify Disciple Making, featuring Christian Ray Flores. All right. Okay, so here's what I'll do. I'll just do a very quick sort of fast-forward intro that sort of gives us the context that we had in part one, so it's not, you're not completely clueless if you're, like, brand new. Um, so I'll, I'll do a very sort of fast-forward thing, and if, if, if it's too much for you, just can listen to it later. You can blame yourself for not coming to part one. Uh, so so, my, so my, name, my name is Christian uh, Ray Flores, and uh, I run a company called Third Drive, and I'm also a leader of a church called Tribe in Austin, Texas. And, you know, the company does media uh, both for businesses but also for churches. And, um, and it's not, it's, what it's not, it's not a graphic design firm. It's really a communication strategy plus all of the implementation sort of type uh, place. So that's the big, the big difference between what we do and, you know, design shops and media shops, things like that. Um, and the backstory that the, re- the reason why we started doing that initially is because we um, have been, uh, you know, my, both my, Deb and I, who co-founded the, the company with me, and I, she is a theater major. She worked for MTV and VH1 for a long time. I was in music for a long time. I did music videos and produced media of all kinds and for a long time. Then I became a Christian, and a couple of years later, uh, uh, the Lord told me to leave all that stuff and, and start preaching the gospel, which was very painful at the time because I really liked the money and the fame. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, I really enjoyed that, so I struggled with that for, yeah, yeah. for a bit, and uh, then I was like, okay, you know, it's probably wise to just obey, right? And uh, so that's what I did. So we've been doing, you know, church leadership on, you know, in Russia, the United States. We've done all kinds of work internationally for a long time, and so incorporated into our ministry because we just had the expertise in media. And um, what happened eventually was that we realized as we planted our latest uh, church called Tribe six years ago, then we started incorporating these, 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 this knowledge that we've had and developed a strategy that is specific to church ministry and church building. And it helped us so much with growth and, and, and communication in general and, um, and baptisms and all of that, that uh, we started, it became a very robust thing and we started rolling it out for other churches. So that's why we've been doing these workshops in all, all kinds of different places to be able to equip Equip you uh, with everything we have, so you can you can you can be equipped to, to have more impact. And now the the quick sort of backstory to the philosophy of it all 
is really important because we, we feel like it's not just a matter of knowing you know, media or knowing you know, the internet. It's really rooting all of this stuff in the Great Commission, right? Um, and making the connection. So the thing that I try to, to, to inspire people to explore in their, in their uh, study of the Bible is the understanding that the church, the church that inspires us in the New Testament that we just pursue and love reading over and over again for our lifetime is a church not only that was grown by the Holy Spirit and by the power of God and by the, um, by the faith and sacrifice of the, of the, of the early Christians, but it was the, God's providence in play as well. God chose the time and place for the church to start, and he chose the, the place to be the Roman Empire. And it was 250,000 miles from no- northern England to Egypt, the trade routes, the laws that governed it, the Pax Romana, the ability to save tra- uh, tra- travel fairly safely to exchange ideas. Uh, all of those things accelerated the, 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 the growth of the church, and it was the information revolution of the age. And the... Mo- the and, but that's not enough because the information revolution doesn't mean that we use it. Uh, so the, uh, if we wouldn't be sitting here if the early church said, hey, we, we, we had a great, great inaugural service in Acts 2 in Jerusalem. We just love that, 3,000, first day, etc. And uh, we're just going to stay in Jerusalem. Or just, you know, we'll, we'll plant some churches all around and sort of stick to, to, our, to what we know. But instead of that, they left the comfort zone and they went all over the place, and they used that, this network um, and went to the cities, to the hubs where they were unknown, where they were a startup, where they were a minority, where they could be persecuted, where they could be flogged and killed, and they were. And they went where the people were, and they went to the, not only to the places, but to the places in the places where ideas have been, are being debated, where people were fighting over ideas and exchanging ideas and convincing each other of ideas. And that's where they went. They didn't stay in their comfort zone. They right. used the information revolution. So, uh, the, uh, you know, this is another one. The printing press caused the same, that had ignited the same exact effect, right? Um, it was unbelievable what it, did, what it did for the church and for the faith. And, uh, but it wouldn't have done any of those things if the Christians didn't use it for the faith and for the church and for the gospel. Uh, and now... 500 years later, we have the biggest one yet with the Internet. The Areopagus has moved permanently to online. That's where the ideas are being debated, where the people are venting, people are getting ugly, and it's rough around the edges. And if we're not in it, we're not 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 only participating but actually shaping the conversation, we're missing the boat. And uh, so our belief is that uh, many, many churches are missing the boat, and that's just not... It's really ways that we're not imitating the early church. Um, I love this scripture. It was the formative scripture for us in tribe, so that by all possible means I may save some. That was the philosopher of the Apostle Paul. Um, and um, we, we ask ourselves that question again and again and again. Are we using all possible means so that I may, we, we may say some? And if you ask that question hard, sincerely enough, if you're honest with yourself, you'll, you'll find all kinds of gaps. In the, in the way uh, we do our church. So we find gaps in our church practice all the time, right? We go, oh, we're missing the boat. We're not thinking about this correctly. Uh, but we, if we have that startup spirit, we want to convince as many as possible. Uh, it can change things in, in just really remarkable ways. 
So in the so in the digital age, these are sort of the components of the information revolution. You know, you you want to have a presence online, which is the digital home. It's sort of the collective group of digital assets that you have that people see you from the outside, right? So it's a website, it's your social media presence, um, and stuff like that. And that should be shaped in in so in part one, I really dive into into the questions that are not being answered. The posture of heart, the sort of the, the the granular sort of details of communication um, on on how you shape the digital your digital home, the visuals, the design features, all of those things, um, and um, uh, the video, etc. Um, and then the the second component of it is this engaging stories thing. And engaging stories is basically the Areopagus sermon preached over and over again on an ongoing basis through media. That's, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's trying to figure out how to communicate in such relevant ways that are engaging to people uh, and, and aiming at, at, you know, I described in the first part the three buckets is that your communication could be for members mostly, could be for people who are looking for another church, or it could be for people who are not even looking for a church, right? And I think the, the temptation for all of us, right, all of us, without exception, is to slide to the easiest thing to do. And the easiest thing to do is to communicate to your members. Right. Because <laughs> they're already in. They're insiders. The second easiest to do is communicate to people in the Christian culture. You know, who you don't have to explain things a lot to. But the Great Commission really asks us to communicate to the third kind. Mm. Really. Yeah. You know, to the pagans. Yeah. To the people that are unchurched. So if you imagine, if all of your com- communication is filtered through this lens, this rigorous, sacrificial, selfless, lens that will make you go to uncomfortable places and, and make you work harder for the way you communicate, um, it, that changes the way a, a church can com- completely change the way church engages with, with the community they're in. Um, and it's every sermon, everything, every element of Sunday service, how small groups are run, how the language you use for organizational stuff. Um, and the audiovisuals are sort of the overflow of that. It's really the manifestation of what you already believe. And it's basically the Areopagus speech in a thousand different ways. That's, 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 the, that's the big shift. And multimedia is just the amplifier of that. It's the, it's the channels that you can feed that into so that more people can hear that. But if you don't have the core engaging stories part, the amplifier doesn't matter. <laughs> You know, it just doesn't doesn't make a difference. So, for in the first parts, we, we did this this uh, um, uh, media evangelism score exercise that I sort of. Uh, so, if you haven't done it, you can just either bookmark this or write it down. Uh, I, I really encourage you to do this because what it'll it'll help you do is ask the right questions, maybe questions that you haven't asked yourself about how you communicate as a church, and it gi- it gives you the the opportunity to self assess. And then you get an email with a score. This is where you are. And it's a great thing to know where you are because then you can know where you want to go from there. Um, um, so, so in the second part, so I sort of caught, cut you up a little bit on, on what we did in the first part. In the second part of this, of this workshop, what I wanted to do is sort of talk a little bit about, about the ongoing communication, sort of the, some, some of the details of that. And we can have a, probably a longer Q&A on that because there's a lot of questions I'm sure there'll be. That, that we'll have. Um, so communication, basically, the key to communication is to be ongoing. It's sort of this, this thing that, look, it's, 
Our communication is not Sundays. Our communication is like life. You communicate about everything. So how do you, and as a church, how do you as a leader, you know, I'm a church leader, so how do I communicate to my small group leaders, to the people that I'm reaching out to, that I'm evangelizing, um, the, to the, the church as a whole, to outsiders? Um, how do I get my team to plug in and what's their role in those things, right? So it's, there has to be this overarching idea that an ongoing communication posture of heart needs to happen because if, there's, if that's not there, you won't have impact. Like you can hire a, a design company to do your stuff and it's going to be a dead-in-the-water situation. It's not going to change anything, right? It's going to make you look better, just like with a human being. Like you can go get some fancy clothes, but... You know, people will know who you are pretty quickly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, so, so, so that is the. the I want to sort of overemphasize the heart of it over the technique. <laughs> you know, because if you if you you know default to the technique, you're gonna you know miss the whole point, right? Um, so okay, so let's talk about technique. Engaging artwork, right? This is artwork that is designed to not only give you information, this is what we're doing, this is when we're doing it, but to give you an emotion of some sort, right? Uh, to give you an emotion of surprise, for example, this. This is surprise, right? Yeah, there's a giraffe and they're sticking out the, in, the, in, in the plane there. That's an unexpected thing. And, and what you're communicating, it, it, it causes you to smile. You go, huh, that's funny. What, you, what you're saying is, when you're with God, you can expect the unexpected, that's a, it's an engaging way to communicate, right? Um, there's all, it could be very minimalistic. For example, this one is extremely minimalistic. It's just three days echoed in eternity. It's an Easter service artwork, and it's just three crosses, very tiny crosses. So you have to sort of pay attention. What is this? And it focuses on the crosses. Your eye goes to the crosses, right? Um, you know, um, life to the full, it's basically about achievement, about climbing, overcoming, that sort of thing. The warriors' men's retreat is self-explanatory. Guys are, guys are not nuanced. We just want grit, and we're inspired. You know, uh, <laughs> I am here. This is a women's retreat. It's just really pretty and beautiful and girly, and and um, you know. So there's there's many many more, but this is just a sampler of things. Ignite the Holy Spirit. Under my, it sort of explains the fire of the Holy Spirit, and. Um, this one is really new. The, the cool one is re- Renew. It's basically this plant growing from cement. And it's communicating that in the midst of hardships and pain in a, in a fallen world, you can be renewed through, through God. And this is the normal state of, of a Christian, is to be constantly renewed. So the imagery, the imagery is really gra- grabbing, you know. Um, so usually when we, when we communicate, uh, the, I think the best practice is... is is communicate through multimedia, right? So it's, and the idea is, think about, you have this, you have a, like, let me tell you a side story because I think we'll have a little bit of time for that. Uh, you know, one of the things that got me into media is that I, I was a musician. So I would, it, it really blew my mind when that I would, that something that would start so small, like a, an idea, I would sit and write a song, right? And I would sit and write a song and nobody knew who I was, I'm sitting in my kitchen, and I'm broke, and I'm writing this, you know, sort of tacky song about a love song. There's a pop song, and you go, man, that's really primitive, and, but this is how I feel, and, you know, like, and this probably sucks, and, you know, you just don't know, right? 
So you have all these in the, crea- in the creator's mind, you know, the, the preachers in the room will know what I'm talking about, right? It's the same thing, like, this is probably really horrible, you know? And, uh, and then you, you, you write the song and then you, you sort of, you, you bring it to some musicians and you record it in a studio and it, they bring their own flavor to it that you didn't even have when you were writing it and then it becomes a musical piece. Then the musical piece get, uh, you know, somebody gets interested in it, like a radio station or a label, and then it gets then it gets amplified through media, right? So somebody goes, okay, this is worthy putting on the radio, and all of a sudden this this one spark goes to all these homes, the, all these cars, all these people listening in, the, in their headsets, right? And all these people can either hate it or love it, you know. And every once in a while, somebody loves it, and that there's this teenage guy who is heartbroken and he feels those things in the love song. Mm. And he shows it to his girl, like, this is how I feel. Mm. And then she shows it to, the, to their girlfriends. And that's how it starts. It goes viral. Right. And then you multiply. So you go from this being this broke singer-songwriter, you know, writing a song, to a, a year or two later, to playing a thousand people in a room. And they sing every word of every song. And that is insane to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's, the, the, so it's, the song didn't change. It was just a song. It's a simple thing. But the multimedia and the channels and expert people putting it in the right places, it's what created the viral effect. So that's what I'm saying is that you are, you know, your church can practice discipleship, have love, have community. You have sermons that, that challenge people to change their lives, to repent. And if no one hears about it, what a shame, right? What a loss. <laughs> and, and I think some of us, many of us in, in church land, sort of, right, we have this insecurity that, well, why do we have to bother? I mean, it's just a, it's just a church. It's just a sermon. I'm just a preacher. And the truth is, the, the world needs to hear your voice. And you have to believe that. And the more you put yourself out there, just like a struggling artist, the more you, you will never know unless you put yourself out there. And this is just a way to put yourself out there. Does that make sense? Yeah. This is an album cover. Right. Yeah? So, so this is just an idea behind the idea. You know, I hope it helps. Um, um, so let's talk about social a bit. Usually we do multimedia, which is social, print, web, you know, all kinds of things, video as well. Uh, but with social, you know, this, it's Facebook covers, it's event covers, there's all different formats. I mean, it's opportunities to engage. That's what you're doing. So if a sermon series goes online, we usually update the, the cover of the Facebook page right away because it's, this is what we're doing currently. Like it's right there, stays on top. Anyone who, who goes on the, on the Facebook page knows this is what we're doing currently. On top of that, we create an event series and with the same cover, just a different format with some text in it, where and when, what Sundays, what time, all of those things put in there. And then we encourage every member to like it, say I'm going, and share it with their friends. There you, go. you know? Now think about the multiplying effect of that. Right. And the funny part is that some members do it and some pe- members still don't do it. Even if you, <laughs> even if you give them all the tools, so the, the, it is just, it is interesting. Let's put it that way. Mildly, right? Um, so we use, we, did, we use social, we use print, we, we use, um, we use um, uh, this is print. These are all the banners that go on stage. And there's, there's the, the previous slide was the 
sort of the format of the print invites. They can be all kinds of sizes and shapes, and you can experiment with those things. We're, in Austin, where we've landed with them is uh, because I'm a guy, probably, that's why, because a guy doesn't like bulky things. I want to be able to stick it in my wallet. Yeah. And if I can't stick it in my wallet, I'll throw it away. That's essentially sort of, sort of my thinking. And I could be just weird, but uh, so exper- please experiment by all means. Um, so that's sort of the, um, think of multimedia as incremental impressions. Right? Like if, you, if you have produced assets that span the whole range of media and then you de- de- deploy them, it creates incremental impressions to people that are listening. And it might not make a disciple immediately or even uh, uh, result in a visitor immediately to a small group or a Sunday service, but it will create an impression. Yeah. After a fourth, fifth, twelfth touch, somebody would go, yeah, I've heard about you guys, I'll come. Mm-hmm. There's a trust that gets developed in, just incrementally. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, and then, of course, the brand gets deployed acro- across all kinds of assets, you know, from T-shirts to mugs to things like that. Um, the other thing is, the, is, is social, right? This is an Instagram feed from our Alpha Omega uh, service, uh, group in, in Austin. And the, what I love about Instagram is that it's, it's, user, it's user-generated content. And what it does, it creates, it's almost like you're drawing the curtain. This is our real life. This is our daily. This is how we roll, sort of. And I love that both on Instagram, but I also love it on the website, especially because the website, whether you like it or not, it's sort of the party line of this is who we want you to think about us. And then if you add an Instagram feed, it goes, this is who we really are. And what you get on the cover is what you get on the inside. And that's a great message to be able to send to people. And, uh, you know, when, when somebody visits your digital home in whatever shape or form, what they want to know is, how is this in real life? Not the advertising, right? And when, you, when they see faces that are like them, their age, their their ethnicity, perhaps, their cultural season in life, whatever, um, they, they go, huh, maybe I'll belong there. And the overarching th- goal that I have in, in every communication, literally from preaching to, to an invite, is this will help you on your journey. That's what I want to communicate over and over again with great passion. And I want to get better and better at it as a person, right? How do I communicate? This will help you on your journey. I'm just your guide. This will help you. This will transform you. Um, so this is, um, this is Instagram. On Facebook, it's really interesting. Is that it's, as we were laughing the last session that it was for older people. But everybody will be get, get older eventually. So Instagram is, Facebook is for everyone eventually, I guess. Unless a, a new thing comes in. Um, but um, a few words about social is that uh, social media um, algorithms, they, they want you to, to, be, to generate meaningful, what they call meaningful interactions. So when you post something on Facebook, uh, it's good to go to add text to it that will engage people. You know, let's, say, let's say you post a picture of, um, let's say you post a picture about a, a, like a, a basketball game of, uh, in your campus team. You can post a picture of that. This is a basketball game of my campus team. Or you can post a picture of name three, way, three things that are cooler than basketball in your life. What's that? What's that elicit? A meaningful interaction. A meaningful interaction. People go, huh, let me ask, you, ask that question. You know, football is better than basketball, and this is why. You know, or I don't, 
video gaming is better because I don't even have to leave my house, you know. <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the dialogue uh, comes out of that, it's really cool. Uh, so that's, that's a really interesting thing is, is face, social media is for interaction. It's not for one-way communication. Right. It's for dialogue. Yeah. You can, can really get really sophisticated in asking interesting questions, even, even provocative questions uh, on, on social media. You know, you can you can address hot topics in 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 fascinating ways without being obviously hateful and 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 going into you know the bad side of media, but you can ask provoke provocative, thoughtful questions, uh, and not just give people answers. Does that make sense? Yeah. So social media is for socializing. When you're just broadcasting, people know it. That's, it's a big, big difference. You're broadcasting versus, versus actually being engaged in, in dialogue, right? So it's the Areopagus, right? Paul says his piece, but then there's other people that said their piece too, if you remember that scripture, you know? And some of them were critical. And, and most didn't believe, but some believed. Remember that scripture in the Areopagus? And followed, followed Paul. It's the Areopagus. That's the dialogue. That's what's happening in social media. Uh, a good way to sort of engage more people, this is a trick of the trade, I guess, is this, uh, obviously, the best people, the best content is user-generated content. So if the, it's, it's vital to not make it a top, only a top-down decision to, to, to enter the information revolution, but to really educate a pe- your people so it's a, a bottom-up sort of thing. Like one of the things that I do is, you know, I actually have to refresh that every once in a while, is during church I go, by the way, if you're, you know, uh, just watching, you know, um, cats on YouTube, please don't do it during service. But if you have your phone out and you find some an idea that that engages you, please share it on Facebook, in real time. Don't wait. So you give permission, people to be active in in social media during service, but only in line with with what they're trying actually experiencing, right? You know, and I'm super ADD. So I, ki- I kid you not, I have gone on Facebook for no reason whatsoever during Sunday service. And I'm the preacher. Like I can sit down and go like, just because I'm, you know, I'm messed up basically, right? So, um, but, but you can channel that. You can channel that ADD, that sort of new generation capacity to multitask, Right? That irritates the older generation, so you can either, you know, try to shut it down, or you can lead it. That's right. Interesting. And in my opinion, we should probably lead it, because shutting it down actually doesn't work. Right. That's right. You just you can't shut it down. So do you? Do, is there while you're preaching, you're sharing? I I don't. Hopefully, yeah. That, I haven't gone to that extreme. Yeah. But I can sit down and literally, if there's a break, I can go to Facebook and check something, and I'm Absolutely. like, I'm so not going to heaven because you know, like, like it's just. <laughs> I'm embarrassed in the moment when it happens. Like, I, like I'm like discipling myself. If not, my wife is like, "What are you doing?" You know, she's like, "I have this whisper in my ear." Um, but the, the truth is, I am sort of a little bit of like a teenager that way, and I'm ADD. And uh, but the truth is, it's it's true. Like you can you can shut it down, you can shame them, and that's not going to help them. Right. Mm. Or you can lead the revolution. Say, mm. guys, I need you to be ambassadors. <laughs> tweet away, baby. Tweet yeah, away. You cool. know. Uh, what is that, you know, have a, have a workshop about this. Like, what would Jesus do? You know, what would Paul do? Which, would he broadcast, you know, uh, funny things? Probably. But maybe he would, he would lean heavily on things that are life-changing. 
And you can be that person. You can have impact. Mm -hmm. So they feel empowered, you know? So this, this is stuff that is, I think, wow. in, bottom up. Good. And that's leadership. That's on us. That's on church leaders. Right. Like, it's not going to happen just by, by itself. It's just not happening, you know? So, so it can be on, on Sunday, you can sort of refresh that and give that message. You can do a workshop. You can be very intentional with it. And you'll, you, you'll be surprised how good-hearted people are. And if you just tell them what to do, they'll just do it. Right. You know, like you can have a you know, small group leaders meeting and say, guys, we really want you to spread this. This to, are you enjoying Sunday service? Yes, we are enjoying. Do you love this? Yes, we are. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Okay, here's, if you love me, do what I tell you to do. <laughs> you know? Nice. So, you know, when, when we post this, this new sermon series, I want you to go and invite every single friend you have. You have this incredible tool that you can do it in seconds. In seconds. Please do it. Could you, could you please do it? Could you make it maybe for the first month one of the accountability questions within your small group? Like, can we do that? And most people go, absolutely. It's, the cost of it, when it comes to time, is minimal. It's just doing it, you know? So I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the, re, the dormant resource in our membership. Like, think about it. Every single, most, 95% of the people in your, in your, in your church are on, on some sort of social media. That's just the reality. Yeah. The average person has a minimum of 500 friends. You know, I have 5,000, and I have, like, probably like 15,000 across all, all, all social media. But, it, I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, imagine if a church of 500 people, even if 300 do this on a regular basis, and each of them has you know, 500 to 1,000 people. The amplifying effect is unbelievable, yeah. right? So, so that's a huge thing. Another practical thing for you to do, if you're, especially if you're a social media marketer. I'm not a social media marketer. I'm a church leader, and I have to remind myself of that. You're a church leader. Stop social media marketing. You know, like find somebody to do it for you. But one trick that, I, that is really cool is that uh, what you do is you just find, you can, in, on Facebook, you can find groups that are groups by interest, right? Yeah, right? So it could be people who are interested in scripture, people interested in community, people interested in all kinds, not just church, but sort of things that, that you go, you know what, this will resonate with you, I think. That sort of thing, you know? Um, and then you can join, usually sort of my filter is I will join probably, in, like for example, for Christian things. I, I probably have like 20, 25 groups that I've joined. My filter is they have to be at least over two, 3,000 people in each group because of the amplifying effect, right? Two, 3,000. Some of them have 10, 20,000 people in those groups, um, so you, you're in those groups, and you have to remember to be ethical and to, re, to know that you're, you're not a spammer. You know, so every once in a while do a comment, you know, post something that is not related to your, your quote-unquote business, uh, because you have to be respectful. You know, you don't want to be salesy. You have to, like, you know, sort of respect the code. And some groups actually have, this is, this is how we roll, sort of limitations and guidelines and things like that. So it's really important to respect those things. But then, if you think about it, like I, if, let's say I have a, 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 an invitation or, of, of, uh, that I want to share. Uh, literally, you go to the post, you click share, then you click to a group, especially on your phone. It's interesting how desktop is different than, than uh, you click to the group. And then what Facebook does, it shows you the, 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 the post here in all of your groups right under it and with the button share. So you literally, I can, I can share it to 20 different channels with one to 20,000 
people each in a matter of 15 seconds. It is insane. Like I can, you know, on average, like if I post a video, I, I post those sort of short videos, just spiritual advice. Like this is how this might help you in your journey type things under five minutes. An average video that I post on Facebook, by the way, directly on Facebook, not on YouTube and posted on Facebook, but directly on Facebook because the code favors native uh, video, uh, has two to 3,000 views. And the only reason for that is because I just reshare them in all these groups that are by interest. You know, so those are just tricks, right? Yeah. Uh, but they're really good tricks. Just don't abuse them. Don't be disrespectful. Don't be spammy. You know, I've gotten a couple of people complaining. If I'm not thinking, like, oh, I remember this group, but you shouldn't do that. And, you know, somebody like an admin says, dude, what are you doing? You know, and, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. I get rebuked by someone. <laughs> um, but um, so here's another thing. It's video. I think this one's video. Um, yeah, this is video. So I want to show you this video. Remember, if it plays with sound, hopefully. Um, so what we, one of the things that we do is when we help churches sort of build their digital home is to have, we encourage them to have a welcome video. And the welcome video is basically this a high level of this is who we are. And, um, and it needs to be short because people don't want to read. People don't want to watch long things. Uh, and, and it answers an X amount of questions that people don't usually, that people, emotional questions, not logistical questions that people have. So it, I, I haven't tried this yet, but I think, I think it will play. So this is one. God does not want you to deal with your stuff alone. Oh, this is another video. This is not how God works. This is a mini sermon will video. always send somebody to you, make somebody available to you, send you to somebody. That's how he operates. And the question is, will you welcome a human being correcting you from Scripture? Will you ask a human being to correct you from Scripture? Will you listen humbly and change? And will you understand that your, your repentance, which is a change of heart, that's what the word means, is turning towards God, is the key to activate God's power. And everybody who has ever repented... See, everything is branded in the background. Repentance is hard painful, you don't want to do it. No one ever wants to repent. Like, feeling-wise, right? So anyway, so that's the deal with this. And it's, so I sort of reverse the order of the video. So this video is a micro video. So what happens is you can have a half an hour sermon that people watch once, but most people won't watch the, the full 30 minutes. Uh, you can find the best piece of that sermon and extract it into, into this. This is just a sermon I preached. And some of the Renew guys basically liked this bit in particular and created a micro-content from it. So this can be done over and over and over again if you, if you have that intent. And it increases the shelf life of a sermon, uh, so, which is really encouraging for us preachers because, you know, when we'll, our, our messages last till Monday and that's it. You know, it's one of those things where you go, oh, that's fine. It's really nice. I put so much work into this. If we can last a week or two, that would be really nice, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> so, okay, so the, next one, so the next one is the welcome video. And uh, sort of the, 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 uh, the essence of that is the essence of you can, the heart. It's not where we meet who is the preacher None of those things, people don't, people don't care about any of those things. What they care about is, what is the heart of this? What is the essence of your community? And answering certain questions of belonging. These are all emotional questions, not logistical questions. So see if you can see those, the questions being uh, answered in this video. Welcome to the Greater Houston Church. Where we journey together 
to follow Christ. Through God's grace, power, and our culture of discipleship, lives are changed and people are transformed. We are an ethnically diverse and multi-generational community. Our friendships are deep. Our families are strong. And our worship is vibrant. Visit us on Sunday. Find a small group. Change your life. Join us in the journey. Okay, so what questions did we answer in this video? <laughs> That's pretty amazing, right? If you think about it, you saw a multi-generational, both verbally and visually, multi- multi-generational. You saw smiles, happy people. You saw kids being taken care of in, in kids' kingdom. You saw joy. You saw the landscape of, of beautiful Houston. In 39 seconds, you answered all those questions. And let me ask you, are you going to be more or less willing to go, in, go visit that church on Sunday if you watch this? Huge difference. It's an absolutely massive difference. And so that's the, that's the, that's the story, right? That's, that's the, the, the amazing impact of, of good media. Uh, and of course, the amplifying effect, like if you look at the, this is another church welcome video. It's 7,000 7, views. Like you, you do it, you produce it, you go through the hard work of putting it together, and then 7,000 people are exposed to it. And it, that number keeps increasing, increasing, increasing over time because it's on the website, it's on the Facebook page, it's everywhere, right? The one on the, on the right is 74,000 views for an advertised video. So we put advertising money on sermon series that we really want to push. And um, it's, it's amazing to see, you know, this is, this is 74,000 people actually clicked and watched it. Some of it to the end, some of it not. But 74,000 out of 135,000 who were served this video up. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people, you know. Yeah, it's incredible, right? So, so what I'm saying is that it's, the, 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 you know, it's, and it's, they might not even come. But they'll remember, I heard something from this church two months ago. Does that make sense? So it's incremental impressions that matter. So I want to wrap it up, um, and basically this is sort of the, some of the, you know, where the rubber meets the road usually in churches is that, um, is that most churches are, I, I didn't show this, this, this uh, research in this one, but in the last class I showed that we did this study, and we're, it's an ongoing study, so 50 out of 52 churches only address informational issues, nothing to do with inspiration, nothing to do with engagement. And the, so those two buckets are empty, which means it's uh, a lost opportunity for people communicating to, to unchurched people, right? Um, and usually the, the, the issue is this, is it's the struggle with resources. So the answer in people's minds is we don't have the resources. And uh, I want to appeal to you and sort of give you an example, to sort of maybe to challenge that notion, right? Um, you know, when you're walking around life, like, in, and you fall in love with somebody, you have a crush, Right? Usually your life is pretty full already, mm. right? You have, you have schedules, you have all kinds of stuff you do, and then something happened, mm. right? You meet the girl, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you have resources. <laughs> That's true. You have money for the dates, yeah. you have time f- to see her, time and money. even if you have finals, I don't care. I will sleep <laughs> less, I will find the time, I will find the money. Mm. Your, your brain starts thinking about that object of your, of your affection, and it goes, shoots up 
onto the top 10 to number one like that. So my encouragement to you is to think about, it's not lack of resources mostly, it's really lack of resourcefulness that leads us to be paralyzed by this, by this thing. It's too much, it's too expensive, it's too, you know, we can, it's lack of resourcefulness. If you fall in love and you understand that God wants us to take advantage of the information revolution, just start somewhere. You know, just start, it's baby steps. You don't have to get married right away, you know, but you can go on a date or two. <laughs> You know, see, does that make sense? Yes. Um, and, and I think answering the question is this, is this nice, cute, nice, important, or vital? Mm-hmm. And I present to you that this is vital for the modern church. Yes. It's not cute, and it's not even important. It's vital. Yep. Mm. It's life and death type stuff. It's Paul not going, not leaving Jerusalem, not leaving Tarsus, you know, and going to Athens and going to Corinth and going to Rome. That's what the difference is between embracing and not embracing this stuff. Um, and then sort of the, the next steps, I would say invest in strategy, not in quick fix solutions. Oh, I know a designer, I need to do that. He'll, he'll, get, he'll, he'll guess the fix so the millennials get off my back. You know, strategy. What is the strategy? What is the thinking behind it? What is the shift in, in mindset that leads you to do the things that you want to do? And that's why I started with that because it's really not about methods. It's about, it's about the gospel. So these are biblical ideas that are sort of manifested in a new way. That's, all, that's the only difference. Um, and then figure out what the team is, who you're going to work with. Um, I highly, highly recommend working with professionals and that being supplemented by volunteers for sure because you want local people on the ground to be your sort of your content creators, your drivers of local context. But some key things to be done by professionals, I think that's really Really important. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of things you can do to fix that unless you, you find someone to, who knows what they're doing, right? Um, but that's, that's my spiel. Um, if you haven't done the, the, the media evangelism score, here's the link. Uh, just check it out. I think it's worth the exercise. Um, and then we actually have a... Um, I'm, I'm, I try to post... I'm creating a, a whole lot of short videos that are like equipping videos. So it's small pieces of what you just heard, uh, but more granular, more specific. And I'll, I, I'll continue. I'm dedicated to posting it. It's free, absolutely free for you uh, to, to online on a regular basis. I'll probably end up creating like between 50 and 100 of them. And these are all just f- to equip you, serve you. And uh, um, so, but if you want to sort of stay in, stay in the loop of what's coming out, you can just um, get connected this way. Sound good? All right. I think we did it in like 40 minutes. That's today's episode. Check out Reggie Campbell's ebook that we mentioned at the top of this episode at discipleship.org slash ebooks and look for Fill Your Seats. Thanks for listening.